Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Teller podcast, where we share the naked truth of it all as we see it. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. We hope you've brought an open mind and your sense of humor. Get ready to feel seen, challenged, and if you're searching for truth, our hope is that you find yours while listening to us share ours, or at the very least, be entertained. We are so happy you're here and hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome. I am Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. Today, we are going to be stripping down our truth on drag queens, drag shows, and children. So... Because <laughs> they mix so well. They, Yeah, do they? <laughs> so... Mom, I'm going to let you start us off. I think the concern when we first brought this up, when we first started talking about this, was people are going to automatically assume we're, we've got some sort of fear of drag queens or we're homophobic or I don't know. Um, but that's just plain not true. Of course not. And I think the more and more I hear about drag queens and drag shows at our public schools and our public libraries it's just more and more concerning and the fact that many many people that i see as leaders um and maybe you know like teachers at the elementary schools um, or any of the public schools um daycare providers that are at the schools before and after daycares that they're allowing this And honestly, applauding it, encouraging it, is hugely concerning to me. So that is kind of, in a nutshell, what we're going to be talking about and what and how I come to my opinion on it. Um, Do Mm -hmm. I think that people who are drag queens and who dress up and have the show are bad people? No, I don't. I do not believe that one should be integrated with the other. Children and drag queens should not be mixed. So in a... It kind of, you kind of have to go around about it. You can't just start at the end. And to me, the beginning is parenting and public education. And that's where it begins and ends. And parents, I think this is... That's where what begins and ends? The whole whole topic of drag queens and many other elements that are being entered into or being pulled into the public education. And elements that are being pulled out of the public education, which is the parents. Public education is a government entity, right? Right. I mean, it's run by the government. The schools are run by the government. And since I was a child, all I ever heard was it's parents run the schools, right? Because it's our, it's our money. It's our dollar. Right. And I felt like parents had a ton of say even when I was a child. I know my parents were very involved and definitely had a say and definitely spoke. And we're very present, very physically present. <laughs> present. And there were arguments and there were issues and parents won when they gathered together as a group. And I saw that again when Tony and I obviously were parents of you and Anthony. When there were concerns, when there were issues, um, parents would gather together and we would come up with ideas, thoughts, concerns. And the people at the schools, the powers that be listened to us. And sometimes we're not very receptive, but in the end, parents won, I think, because in numbers and 
because we were still seen as important and we were still seen as the ones who ran the schools. Mm -hmm. However, it's obvious that tiny steps have been taken over the years to remove us as parents from the schools. And Mm -hmm. we saw it a little bit um, when uh, Anthony was leaving middle school, um, when all of the parent-teacher meetings all of a sudden were during the school day. And if a parent had any negative feedback or was um, at all had any feelings or emotion, they would shut the meeting down and schedule it for another time. So, you know, we would be like, we took off work to be there, right? Because we had to, it was during the day. It wasn't in the evening anymore like they always had been so that more and more parents could be there. And then whenever you got emotional and some topics were emotional, they would shut the meeting down and reschedule it. Not tell you right then, and it would either be for a morning or an afternoon. (laughs) And so it was very frustrating to try and get the information out to other parents. So I feel it and I see it in what's going on today, although obviously I don't have children in the public schools. I have some grandchildren who have been, um, but it's, it's obvious that parents are being removed and the government entity is deciding how our kids are going to be raised and they're wanting to make the decision for our kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember parents thinking that was cool in the day. Um, some that actually weren't very good parents. They were so thrilled when kindergarten became all day kindergarten. And I'm not sure exactly why it became all-day kindergarten. So they could have time to themselves? I felt like it was because it was difficult to get your kid to school, back and forth to school, you know, in that morning and then before lunch, getting them picked up. And then getting them fed in the morning? And getting them fed before they go to school. Because now so many schools are feeding children breakfast. Yes. And they feed breakfast and they have the reduced-priced lunches, all in the name of helping families who can't afford it. I want to believe that that's why, but we have to know that there are a lot of kids taking those breakfasts, breakfasts, that sounds really bad, breakfasts, yeah. (laughs) Um, that absolutely can have breakfast at home. At the same time, thank goodness more are, because doesn't that just kind of pinpoint the kids whose parents can't afford it or are leaving early or... You know, only these three get breakfast in the morning because poor them, they can't afford it. Like, all of that's just bad. And that's all, all probably another topic for another day. But it still is just one step more of them taking control of our children, them deciding, them being the powers that be in public schools, in the education. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, um, can't think of it. The unions, the teachers' unions, which are really big, and then, of course, our government officials. So I love it that Governor Reynolds has allowed for parents to the money that we are paying in for taxes for public school for your child. You can now use that money and go to a school that you want your child to be in. Yeah. I hated that idea when you kids were in school. I felt like the public education, it needed funds, obviously. And you wanted your school in your area to be funded. So for a few parents to decide to go here or there and take that money with them only hurt your school. Sure. And that seemed so wrong and so awful. Mm -hmm. Now, I think because of the fact that our schools are being run by people and managed by people who don't want parent involvement anymore. They're going to raise our kids how they want to raise them. In fact, even when your kid is suspended, it's in-school suspension. 
Is that for the parents so they don't have to take time off work? Or is that so they can keep your kid in school and decide how your child will be handled for the day? Just all wrong. So I like it that you can say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go to this school. They have my beliefs. They are following my beliefs. They're listening to parents. Yeah. And I'm going to take the money that would have went to that public school and I'm going to take it over here. Yeah. I know a lot of people, I can't say I know personally a lot of people, but I do know several people who are homeschooling their children mm -hmm. and grandparents who are homeschooling for their grandchildren. And that's a huge sacrifice for a lot of families Huge sacrifice. Make. It's a lot of work for that grandparent, a lot of work for that parent on top of being a parent. Well, financially, it, we've seen it. It's a huge strain, or at least it can be. Yes, absolutely. But it's about <laughs> protecting your kids. Yeah. And so. being in control of your family and yeah. not having a government entity in control of your family. Mm -hmm. And these children that I know personally are so far ahead of any child that I honestly have ever seen. Like, they're unbelievably smart. Um, and it's because they are worked with on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, with their grandfather who is teaching them and taking making it such a good priority. But it's like a three-hour-a-day thing. Not seven and a half hours. Well, the focus is actually educating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's on educating. And none of the other issues are brought into that. Political issues. No political issues. No social issues. None of that is brought in to the scene. It's about reading. It's about writing. Is it about it's their about sexual math. or gender identity? No. Oh. Oh. You know, it Shoot. actually is about learning. <laughs> and they're and they're doing it and they're doing and they're excelling at it and they love it like they're it excites them it excites them to have their grandfather there it excites them to learn and to be smart and in the afternoon they have time for outings going to a park if they want to go to the park yeah go to the des moines zoo if they want to go to the des moines zoo and go to the science center wherever he wants to take them or maybe it's just sitting around in the afternoon and just playing outside and looking for pine cones or birds there are all kinds of things that he does with them every day that is not a government entity doing with them and telling them that this is normal. This is how yeah. things should be and not causing them any confusion, not causing them anxiety. They're truly being allowed educated. to be children. They yes. are being educated. They're encouraged to, you know, tap into their imagination. Oh, for sure. And play. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's good. I think we really need to ask ourselves, what is the goal of our educators? Uh, what's their focus and what is their responsibility and what is ours as parents now you know we have it always seemed to me odd that it was like a constant frustration and they had a teacher assigned to it to have an assembly every month and I always thought why why assembly do we have to have an assembly for, for at what? schools what do you mean? Like they had to bring some sort of entertainment or oh. education in to bring all the students in so that the teachers could be frustrated and anxiety-filled because, you know, you always have your certain few kids who get a little wound when the entire school comes together into yeah. the auditorium or the gym for an event. Um, and you kids who are normally naughty kids have to sit in the back next to the teacher. I always hated that. Um, I usually would try to attend all assemblies in elementary school and on up just to kind of be there. Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, obviously some of them were good, like dare is a good thing. Yeah. Um, 
we had a magician I know come in at one time and that was great. They had a science guy come in, just trying to get the kids excited about science and the things that you could do with science because there would be no other way to get you excited about science other than having somebody come in, dollars, money being spent on this person to come in and throw off the entire schedule for the entire day, have all the kids come together in a big, huge assembly, which causes anxiety and the naughty kids are pointed out once again, who maybe aren't necessarily naughty, maybe they're just really smart and this is boring to them. So I hate I hated assemblies. Mm -hmm. I think in high school, it was fun to have your pep assemblies, of course, that sure. was fun. And um, that was sort of towards the end of the day and that made sense. But I remember at one point there were belly dancers that came in. I definitely did not appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And it was all about art mm. and physical, you know, physical activity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can just look back now and see these tiny little steps that in the deep pit of my stomach, I felt like maybe wasn't so good, but everybody seemed to be okay with it. And I mean, half the parents didn't even know it was happening before it happened. Um, and you just kind of went along with it. And now we're to today where we're inviting in a drag queen to read a book to elementary school kid kids. And if you say anything about it, you are chastised as somebody who doesn't like drag queens. No, you're a, you're a bigot. Yeah, definitely a bigot. And that hate is hate. spewed your way. Big time. Mm -hmm. And it just shouldn't be that way. I have to ask, what is the focus? What's the goal in having a drag queen come in completely fully dressed, full makeup? Woman, you know, yeah. Yeah. Dressed a man a dressed as a woman. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I mean, it will be an outfit beyond belief. Yeah. And to read to your child. I remember when we had an NFL player, I think um, it was one who came from Iowa. He came in and read to the kids at one point in time. And that was basically, okay, if I'm an NFL player and I love to read, then you should love to read. And you, I was in your shoes at one time and look at me. And now I'm a yeah. national football Reading player. Reading is important. School yes. is important. And you can aspire to be this. Right. To be me. Is um, that the goal with the drag queens? Yeah. Is it? Is it? I, yeah, that's the question exactly. that parents should be, asking. should be asking themselves. Yeah. And you and I are not afraid of drag queens. No. I mean, so I, I will just say that I have attended, mom and I have attended many drag shows. We attended one, I don't know, was that like over a year ago now? Maybe. Maybe not quite a year yeah. ago. Yeah, I don't know. So it's been a while, but the most recent one that we attended was a drag brunch and I will say that drag shows in the last couple of years that I've been are not what they used to be in my opinion well it's a fact they're not what they used to be yeah. when I used to go often and over the last yeah 10-15 years they've changed a great deal and not and of in course, a good and not in would. a good no. but not in a good way in my opinion but that's a slightly different topic and not what we're focused on today yeah. but yeah drag shows I appreciate the performance the effort and putting in an awesome show for entertainment purposes yeah. and to showcase actual talent, be it musically or dancing or humor or all of the above. And I appreciate the beautiful makeup and the hair and the costuming. I grew up dancing. And so my adoration for a good performance makes sense, right? right? Yeah. Um, and I used to actually perform at a drag club or drag bar mm -hmm. and 
the person that I performed with or for, he had won a Mr. Gay Iowa contest back in the day and he didn't dress in drag, at least not at that time. I don't know if he ever has, but I, I did also dance for a drag queen and like much thought and time and money went into costumes. We spent hours rehearsing choreography. It was a performance and I wasn't getting dollars stuffed into my costume near my private parts or anywhere else for that matter no. when I performed. And the queen I danced for, you know, got money, but it was collected more at the end of the performance. Right. And my yeah. time at this establishment was wonderful overall. And I respected everyone there. And I cannot imagine any of those people back then that I spent so much time with being okay with what is taking place today when it comes to children, at least not if they're being completely honest with themselves and are unafraid to be honest with others. And so, you know, the problem, my problem and mom's problem uh, is not drag performances. If you no. want to attend a drag performance as an adult, that's your choice. If you want to go to a strip club, your choice, a bar, a nightclub, your choice as an adult. That's yes. an obvious fact, right? Mm -hmm. Something else that is an obvious fact and does not need any further explanation or justification is that it is wrong for a child to attend a drag performance yes. at any such establishment um, or outside of any such establishment. It's inappropriate. It's dangerous. It's perverse. It's abusive. Absolutely. Period. So my, my appreciation for drag shows and attendance and my stating that ch children have no place being at a drag show are both true yes. and have always been true. Like these are facts and that does not make me anti-gay. It does not make me anti-drag or um, anti-drag show or a bigot, like duh. I think it's hard to be a parent and hear about these things. And it's hard to be a parent and stand up against teachers and schools and libraries, but it needs to happen. And it's hard because you don't want to be called a bigot, but it's right. about children. Right. And protecting them. And we wonder why our children are so full of anxiety. We wonder. So full, so confused. We wonder, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's obvious it's been coming down the pike for years. Yeah, decades. And it's not coming from you parents. It's coming from the educators. It's coming from our government entities. But it's going to be on you parents for not doing anything, for looking the other way, for being afraid to stand yes. up for your children because you might be called something that you know you're not. Like The only the way hate. to turn it around, the only way to protect your children, the only way to help with their anxiety and confusion is to put an end to this in mm -hmm. our schools. Mm -hmm. In the schools, we need to turn this around. And as far as I'm concerned, if I was a parent today, and even Tony and I have talked about starting to go to some school board meetings as grandparents, yeah. is we want the focus to be on school. reading, writing, and arithmetic. No more of all the extracurricular crap because it's ridiculous and it's gone way too far. So if you can't produce an educated student, and it seems our education continues to fight, fail, go yeah. down, 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 down. Yeah. We're graduating more and more children who are not up to having a full-time job. They don't even know capitalization. They don't know when to put a period in. No, they can't read, Mom. Um, they can't read. And it's ridiculous. So until the schools can graduate intelligent children... Children who know their capitals, who know their multiplication tables, who all of these things, 
all of the extra crap goes away. And I know you're gonna have every music and physical ed and art teacher out there screaming and carrying on. But I don't believe the education has to be in a seven and a half hour day. No. I think we can get it, we can definitely get it down to three hours of actual education. And all of these kids who are losing their mind and needing medication in order to sit in that chair all day and stay focused, actually might not need that medication because they can go home and in the or to a daycare in the afternoon and they can run off their anxiety and their frustration. They Whatever parents want to do with them after they pick them up from school. I think even the before and after school daycares, it seemed like a good idea in the beginning, but do you understand your child is in the school building from 7 a.m. until Earlier. 6 p.m. at night? Mm -hmm. There is no reason for that. That's a long time in the school building. Yes, I know it's not in the exact same area and it's not supposedly being education, but they're controlled in that school building from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. I was a before and after school um, daycare. daycare at home provider. Um, I had kids who were home with me during the day, but I also took kids to school and picked them up. Absolutely when they came home, no homework. No homework started until the daycare kids left, unless you guys were wanting to do it for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I also didn't want the daycare kids to have to do that. Any parent who would tell me I want their homework done before I pick them up, I'd be like, no, no. Well, it just, yeah, and hearing that is so frustrating, and it makes me sad because it just seems to me that any way that parents can get out of parenting yeah, these days, a lot of times, <laughs> they'll yep. take it. And I remember parents saying, I'm so glad they're finally in kindergarten. I'm done with trying to um, discipline my child. It's on them now. Oh. So if they ever called because there was an issue with their child, they're like, nope, they're on your hands until 3.30. Oh, my gosh. Okay, no wonder these kids were always the ones sitting by the teacher at assemblies, always the one assigned as being naughty and bad. And honestly, I don't know where those children are now, but I would like to know mm -hmm. um, just to see because I was so annoyed. And... Never. Suspension? Why would ever suspension, if your kid has done something bad enough to have a suspension on his record, to add on her or his record, it should not be in the school so that they can be treated like crap by another school teacher or another person at that school be looked down on. They need to go home and mom and dad need to provide the discipline and the direction yep. and know exactly what's going on. Yep. This kid needs to face mom and dad. And mom and dad, you both have full-time jobs. Figure it out. Yeah, sorry. And your kid, guarantee you, these kids will stop some of this behavior mm -hmm. if mom and dad get involved. And I know there are kids out there are hugely difficult and frustrating. And I haven't walked in those shoes. Uh. But I would <laughs> walk in them. I would gratefully walk in them. Well, because when you chose to be a parent, you and dad made yeah. Anthony and I a priority. Right. And God never said, well, I'm giving you good ones. Yep. Oh, okay. Thanks. Nope. They come in all shapes and sizes <laughs> and they have all kinds of different attitudes and ideas and thoughts and figure out what's going on with your kid so that you know whatever the issue is. And maybe it wasn't even your child. Maybe they've got a teacher who has a problem. Mm -hmm. I know we went to conferences at one time and it was in a high school. And um, at the time, there was a lot of pressure being put on students to be progressive, to be liberal, and to make posters and to post them. And you and your brother were not having it. And mm. you were pretty, you were making posters that were not in agreement with what some of your teachers wanted. And well, so they, they were actually pushed, were, they were taking them down. 
And they were taking ours down. Ours down, but not the others. Yeah. And I had a teacher pull me aside during conferences and said, I just want to tell you. And let me tell you, she pulled us way aside. And she talked very quietly. And I was a little concerned at first when I was about. But she made it clear to me that she was a conservative. But she wanted absolutely no one in that school to know that. This has been how many years ago now? Well, I graduated 20 years ago. 20 years. And... Um, she said she made sure that absolutely no one there knew it. In fact, she didn't even want to pay dues to the teachers union because it's such a liberal, progressive um, union. And she didn't want to have anything to do with it. But if you don't, they hassle you so much. And so she just had to do it. She felt she, she felt she had to do it. And so she kept her views to herself. In fact, she would pretend to be liberal in order to fit in. And put kids like my brother and I yeah. in really horrible situations. At and she school. felt for you both. She but really she didn't did. do anything but she to help us. She would not do anything because no. it would out her. Yeah. So you just wonder, like, I want to believe there are a lot of those at our school. I mean, I don't want to believe that they're chicken, but I want to believe that there are a lot of them there. And if they would bound to bind together and do what's right for the children, that would also help to turn things around. But I, I'm scared of what's really going on behind closed doors. Obviously, you're seeing more and more stuff every day come out. Well, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time before actual, like, pornography. I mean, the books that children are reading, there's a lot of pornography in them. In, in them but yeah. I'm talking full-blown pornography, I think, will be in the schools soon. I think that, I mean, I don't know why we're not having sex workers in the schools talking to kids about, hey, like... Only fans and stripping and all those different types of... There's a lot of options for sex work and you have the right to make money in the way that you want to make money. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, that's... I, I mean, you laugh. We laugh, but like it's not funny. It'll because, be at the next job fair. Right. Mm -hmm. We're so close to that. Mm -hmm. And like, just the devil is... Mm, very present. Very, very bold. Very present. Extremely yes. bold now. And in the last year... I just want to say I have started to take some action in advocating for the things that really break my heart and make me sick in this world. And it, it just so happens that my advocating has all been in regards to protecting kids. I don't have any kids of my own. I have nieces, nephews. Um, but regardless, I, I, I've been taking some small they felt really like big steps to me they were huge they felt really scary yeah um, but I've taken some small steps and I'm not able to share exactly what those are but I've done some things in our state of Iowa out of respect and safety for um children for children this mm -hmm. podcast is a super duper tiny way to take action yeah. but I just think that voicing truth these days and doing it in a kind way of course but like I also don't want to be like I mean being being kind and coming from a place of love is good but I'm also not want to tiptoe around people's feelings like no. the truth is the truth the facts are the facts and there's a lot of evil happening and kids are the main focus right of that evil and I know it feels risky to speak the truth but I just want to say I just want to encourage anyone who's listening to Speak truth and advocate for whatever you feel is right, especially if, if you have children. Advocate for what you think is right for kids in a way that feels safe to you, in a way that you're comfortable doing. 
Yeah, and listen to your gut. Yeah. I wish I would have listened to my gut more and acted more on it. I mean, we acted on it, but not aggressively enough. And we didn't continue to push and push. And kind of when my kids were out of school, then my hands were like, good, I'm done. I don't have to worry about yeah. it anymore. Yeah. No, that's not true. We really do because these kids are our future, right? They're our future. Yeah. And we're raising a lot of children who are not ready for the real world, who are not ready to support themselves, who are not ready to be independent, successful adults. And that's hugely scary. And when you have a government that says, it's okay, we'll take care of you, hugely scary, big problem. And I, we've got to get this turned around. And I think in the schools especially, it's obvious, it's very blatant. Any school that doesn't welcome parents in every single day, we were asking for volunteers every single day when you kids were in elementary yeah, school. Every I remember day. that, yeah. Fridays, all of us moms who could come in, all of the moms were welcomed in on Friday mornings. Um, it was TGIF. And all of us moms would go into the teacher's lounge, which even as an adult seemed like, whoa, we got to go <laughs> in the teacher's lounge. And we would check papers. We would cut out shapes. We would, whatever the teachers needed done for their rooms, we would do. And we would talk and we would chat. We'd talk about our kids and the things that they say and the things that they've done. And and let me tell you, we found out some things that were going on that we didn't know were going on. Mm -hmm. um, hugely helpful, hugely fun. It helped us to have a community, helped us to know what was going on in our schools. And when we saw an issue or heard an issue, we could fill it out with a couple of other mothers and go, what do you think about this? Well, I had no idea that was going on. And they would talk to a few people. And then at the next PTA meeting, we had a good group of people who were ready to talk. And we had teachers there who were also ready to talk. So let me tell you, some of those talks were a bit heated. Um, mm -hmm. But they were passionate. And it was all in the end about what made the school a better school. I don't know if that happens these days. Now, I know in middle school, I think one of the interesting things that started the idea of parents not being welcomed in was um, way back then a student brought a gun to school and it was a huge issue and there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of concern and they got parents together at night and things got very emotional and very heated because we're talking about the lives now of our children and are they protected in the school and it made the school very comfortable to say we're on lockdown parents you can't come in we're not gonna have anyone coming in during the day Oh, wow. So it made it very easy and very comfortable. And parents would be like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Nobody comes in during the day but students. Oh, my God. What were we thinking? Oh, no. No, that's not okay. No. So, yes, things have to be patrolled. And that's another topic for another day. But as far as I'm concerned, there would be not one more school shooting if we really wanted to fix it. But we don't. Nope. We just want to remove guns. We want this to be a political issue and remove all the guns. <laughs> that's the answer. If yeah. we truly wanted to fix and not have another school shooting um, and really wanted to protect our kids, I believe it could be done today. Yeah. And um, it would not be that big of an issue. And our kids would not be anxious or nervous or concerned. And it would ugh, makes me and, just crazy. And another thing is, too, we hear so much about mental health and, um, you know, mental mm -hmm. illness is on the rise. And yeah, we are, parents are, um, society, government is encouraging, is creating, in my opinion, a lot of personality disorders, a lot of mental illness, yes, a lot are. of suicidal ideation, mm -hmm. um, people carrying, children carrying out suicide. We are fostering mental yes, illness. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and drugs, we run our kids on drugs. Yes, very mm -hmm. much. It's important.
yeah. keep them calm during that seven and a half hour day where we are teaching them reading, writing, arithmetic. That's all that we're doing. <laughs> we're not doing any kind of anything else. Yeah. Uh, sex education, I think that needs to end also in the schools. I think they're ta- bringing way more in than what was originally planned. It was just so that we were going to eliminate those unwanted pregnancies, teen pregnancies. That was supposedly the goal. But now all of a sudden, we're including all the things that make you feel good and all the things that should be considered normal and not. Mm. No, that was never that was not how it was presented in the beginning. That's not how they got a foot in the door yeah. with our children. Right. And now, if we're sleeping on the job, we're not paying attention to what's going on. And at the end of your workday, I get it. Some of the end of my workdays, I'm not up for a long discussion. But you better be talking to your kids, not how was your day. Good. No. What did you do today? Mm-hmm. What did they talk about today? Even some of these books that, you know, I'm all on that censorship ban, you know, shouldn't happen, blah, blah, blah. But, oh, my gosh, I've read some of them. I've seen some of the pictures. Are you kidding me? If you can truly, as a parent, say you've read this book and you (laughs) saw those pictures and you would sit down with your child and go through that book with them, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. I don't think you really know. I don't know. Maybe I've lost my mind, but I really cannot believe you know what's in that book. There's no reason that we're not showing them porn then. Yeah, why aren't we? Why, why is it why is it a bad thing? Maybe it's yeah, I, I well and I do think that is the goal for porn to not is, become a bad thing. It is the goal. And I mean we're even talking about now in the legislation to reduce the age for sexual consent. Yeah. Well, let's make it fifteen. Let's make it thirteen. Yeah. Why don't we make it ten? Like we got to stop this, people. We've got to get this turned around. And I believe 100% the only way it's going to happen and where it has to start is parenting. And I know we hate that as mom and dads. It has to all come back down to us. But it does. does. It's where we start and it's where we end. And kids, kids, they all are born innocent, every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And it's on us to bring them up. It's on us to protect them and to help them with confusion and anxiety. And sure, there are parents out there who don't handle it well. Well, you know what? None of us parents are perfect. Nope. Uh, If I had it to do over again, I would do it differently. But we only get one opportunity, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And if your children don't look back on their experience and go, oh, okay, mom and dad did it this way. You know what? I think if they would have handled it this way, it would have been better. And then try it. Because that's your, that's your opportunity to change things and make it a little different for your kid. You might find out, I mean, because I did, I thought my mom and dad were pretty much perfect and raised us pretty darn perfect. But I saw some things that I thought I could do better. And so I did make some changes. In the end, my mom and dad were correct. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, too, as parents, I think asking yourself, like, why am I making the choices that I'm making? Do you really believe what you're doing is what's in the best interest of your child? Or are you doing what is socially acceptable today? And the scary thing is, is I think if you're a good parent, you ask people, you get information, you talk to people, you talk to professionals. And I think what blew my mind is when um, you were talking to some professionals Mm -hmm. about some issues that you were having. And those professionals, wow, I was hugely disappointed and shocked. What? In the advice that you got. What are you talking about? Some of the professionals that you talked with, you and Nathan talked with. Okay. They were definitely steering your child in an opposite direction. Oh, I know? see. And so it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Because there was a time when I would have relied heavily on what the professional said. 
Well, you know, and just because someone has a certain degree or certain letters behind their name, they've gone to school for whatever, six, 10, 12 years, yeah. doesn't mean that they're good at what they do. It doesn't mean that they're ethical. It doesn't mean no. that they aren't evil and motivated have, by yeah. things that are not good or that are not right. Don't have, they have an so alternate agenda. So just because a professional tells you something doesn't mean you follow it blindly. No. No, definitely I understand second opinions, third opinions, but I understand that parents who thought they were doing the right thing and going to a professional to get guidance and who want to do the best for their child in this situation they never thought they'd be in. Sure. And to get that kind of advice would be, wow, tough. I don't know that I would have been strong enough. No, and, and I yeah, I guess I should say too, like, I don't, I do have grace for those parents who have made poor decisions for their children when they were really leaning on the advice of a medical professional or a therapist, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, they still have some fault. They're going to have to live with yeah. the regret and the consequences that have come to their child and their, their family. And that's unfortunate, but I, yeah, I, I do have, I do have grace to a certain extent sure. uh, for, for those parents. I just, yeah, there's a lot of manipulation that is happening so so a lot of manipulation much. and you know when some, a professional tells you if you don't do this your child may become you know mentally ill your child may become suicidal your child may kill themselves um yeah i mean it's pretty horrible you have to be very strong you have to <laughs> stand firm in truth right and i think if we all lean on that just constantly ask yourself that what is the truth what is real, mm -hmm. it will help you in your struggle in your mind. And, and I guess, you know, some people are afraid to act or speak out or make certain decisions and follow through with those decisions because of, you know, what will this medical professional do? Will they report me? What will my parents do? Will yeah. they disown me? Um, will my family not invite me to the next get together? Will I be shunned? Will my, <laughs> will my child yeah, hate true. me? The list goes on and on. <laughs> What will happen if you don't say something? No matter what, do what you know in your heart and in your gut is, is right. Yeah. Live in truth. You know, and I was talking to a girlfriend uh, recently about some just family issues that we both have in common right now. Uh, pretty, pretty tough stuff. She <laughs> said, how do I... How do I love someone who is inflicting so much pain to me, to my family? How do we, how do we love people well who are causing so much pain, basically? And she said, you, you live in truth. You speak the truth, you live in truth, and you do so out of love, like no matter the consequences. And... And that's, that's the answer that I've been getting also when like yeah. I've been praying about this repeatedly too. I mean, that's it. As simple mm -hmm. as that. <laughs> but yeah. that's really hard to live out sometimes. But, but I do know, I believe that to my core. Right. Yeah. Live in truth, speak truth, do so in love and compassion. And whatever comes of that, you have to be okay with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I understand parents' fear, too. Like, there is no bigger fear than the thought of your child taking their life. Sure. So you will pretty much do anything. You will make a, probably, 
a bargain with God, with Satan, if you had to, like you, that's something that you do not want to do is do not want to think about is losing your child. Right. But I think if you're not seeking out another professional, seeking out another parent, seeking out somebody else who's dealing with the same issue, continue to, until your gut feels right, until you are dealing in truth and have a good direction that you all feel good about, man, you you're you're going down the the path that you don't want to go down and you're going to end up. Yeah, the one that you're trying to avoid. Yeah, is exactly where you're headed. Yeah, exactly where your kids headed too, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. This episode, this recording really doesn't have a lot to do with drag queens or drag shows. No. <laughs> In the end it's about children. Yeah. And protecting our children. If you can't take your child to a drag queen show until they're 18, why on earth are we inviting them in to read a book to our babies, to our elementary school kids, to our middle school, talking? Next thing we know, we're going to have them doing a show. I think all of these things need to stop. I encourage parents to be involved, involved, involved. I I think they need to know what the curriculum is. Back in the day when I was growing up, our open house was several months into the school year. The curriculum was explained. The teacher was telling our parents exactly what was going to be taught that year. Um, when Chelsea and Anthony were in school, open house also several months into the year, we could see some of their work. They talked about what was going to be, what they were going to be learning, and we saw their curriculum. Now, open house is like within the first two weeks. They barely even know your kid. But because we don't want to talk about curriculum anymore. We're not going to talk about what we're teaching. We're not going to talk about his behavior in class or her behavior. And we're not going to talk about the private conversations that we have with your child because your child said that they don't want us to share that with you. And we can't, I mean, maybe we could, but we can't. It's only been two weeks. Is that not planned? I've always thought that was so strange. Um, So why is it that way? I would shut that down. I don't think there's any need for an open house before you've even been in school for a month. No need whatsoever. Parents, get in those schools. Get in there. See if they welcome you in. We have got to get to the point where those teachers want parents there. They want parents to see what's going on. They want parents to be in the classroom helping, assisting, reading with, talking to kids. Not agendas, not social agendas, not political agendas. Because I think that's a lot of it. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think there are a lot of teachers in the schools who believe what we believe, who have the same fears. And Yes, I pray there are. I, and I think there are a lot of parents out there who feel the same way, believe the same things. We are just all so afraid. We're letting fear win. And mm-hmm. <laughs> at the expense of our children's well-being. So it's really sad. And I hope that turns around for our kids' sake, for everyone's sake. For sure. Society. Yeah. yeah. Children, society, our entire world. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot going on, but this hasn't come overnight. This has been going on for a really, really long time in tiny, tiny steps. But all of a sudden now, there are big steps. Yeah. They're not afraid. Not afraid. So to wrap this up, mom and I have nothing against a drag queen, nothing against a drag show. We believe in being true to yourself, living in truth, and have a great we have a and have a great love and respect for people in general. And 
we believe in protecting children at all costs. So yeah, that is our truth on that. That was a wrap up. That was a good wrap up. So until <laughs> next time, stay true to you. Bye. Bye. Well, that one got a little emotional at certain points. However, emotion is definitely warranted and valid when it comes to this topic. I just wanted to say a couple of things, go back on a few points. Number one, strip clubs. As adults, we do have the right to attend a strip club or not, which I stated earlier. That is true. That is a fact. And now I am motivated to have an episode dedicated to strip clubs and why I hate them with a passion, wish they didn't exist and feel that it is wrong to attend them. So look forward to that episode coming in the near future. I also want to dedicate some episodes to pornography. So look forward to that. Number two, I encourage all of us to advocate for the protection of children where we feel comfortable and safe. And I, I do believe that I stand by that statement to a certain extent. Now, if you are a parent, protecting your child is a priority. So if in order to keep your child safe, you have to be a little bit uncomfortable or a lot uncomfortable, then you should do that. That should be instinct. That is what you do. Just wanted to clarify that and correct myself a bit in that previous statement. Lastly, we're all human and make mistakes. So if you have made a decision with the goal of helping your child or protecting them or both, and you felt good about the choice, or maybe you didn't feel good about that choice, and you made that decision based on the advice or recommendation of a loved one or someone that you trusted, perhaps it was a medical professional, perhaps you were pressured manipulated. Whatever the case may be, you made the choice and it ended up being a detrimental mistake. I hope that you can offer yourself grace and forgiveness. I hope that you will speak out. I hope you will share your story, what you've learned, even if it's just within your own immediate circle of friends and or family, because it can help. I believe it absolutely will help. And I, you know, I just hope more of us keep speaking out, being honest with ourselves first and with others. We can all do better and we can all do more. All right. Again, thanks for listening. You can connect with us on Instagram. We're at Naked Truth Tellers. Leave us a question, a comment, a suggestion. We're open to all the feedback there. You can listen on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and leave us a written review on Apple if that's where you listen. We would sure appreciate it. Stay true to you as always and hope you have a good one.